Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you today? I am excited today. You're excited today. Well, I think that's because we're, we're doing a resort series and we are taking the trip away from Orlando where we've done most of our resort series over to California. I love it out there. You've heard me talk about Disneyland many, many times. And while I certainly spend substantially more time in Walt Disney World than Disneyland, there is something I am one of those people that can feel Walt's presence. And literally, as their tour says, my walk in Walt's footsteps. I love being out there. It is like nowhere else. Okay. So listen, as as you said, you spend more time in Orlando. Most people spend uh, I would imagine more of their time in Orlando if they're East Coast people, but there are a, tr- a tremendous amount of listeners that are West Coast people. So today we're talking about Disney's Grand Californian. It's the first in our Disneyland series about uh, resorts. So give us a little bit of lay of the land for those folks that maybe haven't heard some of our other shows that reference Disneyland. You bet. And our Disneyland resort series is going to be a little bit different than our Walt Disney World series. So again, if you're a Walt Disney World person, you know that you're kind of in your own space there. They've got those 28 square miles. We've got hotels for every person, every budget, every want, every need, every theme, values, moderates, deluxe, camping. We've got it all. That was because Disney learned a very important lesson from California. We say that in world, we have the luxury of space and in Disneyland, we do not. We have talked before that Disneyland is literally in the middle of a city. Imagine if Times Square were Disney. That's what it's like. The whole city is going on around it. So we're going to do our resort series and we're going to cover all three. Yes, there's only three Disney-owned resorts. There are three resorts. They are all deluxe resorts. There are no Disney values. There are no Disney moderates. There is no Disney campground. (laughs) What we'll also cover in our series, though, unlike Florida, where we only book on property resorts and we talk about all of those values, the last in our series is going to be about our favorite good neighbor hotels. Because in Disneyland, you can stay at a good neighbor hotel that literally lets you walk across the street to the park. One of the good neighbors that I stayed in, I had an incredible view of Space Mountain that, quite frankly, was as close as Space Mountain is to me when I stay in Bay Lake Tower. So a very different structure to resorts and stays here. Okay, so give us the history. Give us any kind of change that's happened at this particular hotel, Disney's Grand California. First hotel opened January 2nd, 2001. And I'll say one of the things that throws me a little bit when I talk about it is in Florida, we talk about it all as resorts. But out here, it's the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. And as its name implies, it is their top resort. You've also heard in past episodes, I've talked about Peter Dominic, the architect behind Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge. He totally hit the mark here. This one has that immersive feel, that Frank Lloyd Wright-esque feeling, just 
more grand, more opulent, in absolutely incredible lobby. And again, it's their top hotel. So there's elements that will remind you of Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge, but they're trying to be more on par with the Grand Floridian. So when you enter this lobby, there is a beautiful baby grand piano. And in the evening, somebody's playing the grand piano. And this lobby in particular, I spend a lot of time in. They've got a massive fireplace and rocking chairs. And there's just that calm, quiet, centering feeling here. You're going to love it. Now, you had talked about the nature of the resort, that it's attempting to uh, evoke feelings that you've seen in some of the other resorts you mentioned in Disney World, but going for a Grand Floridian type of feel for it. We're going to speak a little bit later about how there is a Disney Vacation Club element to this particular resort. But you know, when we talk about anything that has a, a Disney Vacation Club element, the show that we're talking about is brought to you by DVC News. And so for more information on this resort, check out dvcnews.com. For more than a decade, DVC News has provided the latest news and information regarding the Disney Vacation Club timeshare program and its member resorts. Visit them at dvcnews.com where you can sign up for their email newsletter. Or look for them at facebook.com forward slash dvcnews or twitter.com forward slash dvcnews. We're thrilled that you found us through DVC News. And if you're interested, subscribe and listen to the shows that get released every single Wednesday. Tell us a little bit about who this resort is for, Sandy. It's for everybody. It has incredible amenities. It has that serenity that I talked about. But again, unique about Disneyland, it doesn't have a huge footprint. And this resort offers something super unique. It has its own private entrance right into the theme park. Its own personal gateway. We'll talk a little bit later in the show about the recreation they have and some of the extras that you can find there. Again, it's definitely not going to be for somebody who's trying to go on a super budget trip, but it is their top hotel. It is that great access. It's something that you really are going to enjoy. Okay. So, you know, you mentioned that it has its own entrance into the theme park. Different from Orlando, obviously. So talk to me about the transportation. There is none. It's your feet. <laughs> well, that's simple enough. <laughs> um, it is unique in that everything is literally that close and that walking distance. There is a monorail in Disneyland. It's different than what we're used to in Walt Disney World. It goes from downtown Disney, and they still do call it downtown Disney out there, into Disneyland. And again, we've talked before, what you all think of as Magic Kingdom in Florida is called Disneyland. So again, very unique that you can take a monorail that lets you off in the middle of the theme park. So one day you might use that Grizzly Peak entrance and go right into California Adventure. And another day, you might take the three-minute walk from the hotel over to the monorail station in downtown Disney and ride the monorail into Disneyland. So you can actually get into the park two different ways without ever entering the main gate. See, this is why it's for everybody, right? Because, you know, having never been there, when I asked that question, you know, your answer is you can enter <laughs> right from your hotel. It's right there. You don't need the transportation. Your feet are your transportation. That, to me, is is a huge score. 
Uh, all right, so talk to us about the rooms. Lots of choices, a little unique. We've talked in other episodes, standard, aka parking lot, Woods View, Deluxe Partial View, Downtown Disney View, Premium View, and then they've got club level and they've got suites. And one of the things that they've done incredibly in the Disneyland resort hotels that we'll cover in each episode is they have named theme suites that are just amazing. So again, this is Woodsy Field National Park. So we have the Arroyo Suite, El Capitan, the Arcadia, the Mount Whitney. How cool to actually like have a room that has a name that you're going to. Large suites sleeping up to 12 guests, full kitchens, fireplaces, and again, if you're an architecture fan and you're a Frank Lloyd Wright lover, clearly he's an inspiration for Peter Dominic. You walk into any one of these suites or you look for pictures of them and they remind you of Frank Lloyd Wright, of being at Falling Water. Just incredible, incredible attention to detail there. How many rooms are we talking here in a hotel? Because obviously, you know, as you said, they don't have the luxury of space that they have in Orlando. So how many rooms are actually in this hotel? 948 rooms, 44 suites, though only four of them are those specially themed suites. Okay. And then 71 villas. As you mentioned earlier, we've got that Disney Vacation Club part of the property. So that little bit of home away from home, if you're looking for a wet bar in a studio similar to a standard room, then they've got one and two bedrooms where you can sleep four people in the one bedroom, eight people in the two bedroom, you'll have a full kitchen, a washer dryer, that living room area, and then two grand villas that also will sleep up to 12. Okay. And so for those of you that have listened to the other shows, those footprints are, are similar as far as what they have on the East Coast, right? The studios, the ones, the twos, and the grand villas. Most definitely. Okay. All right. So we, we've got more than 10 minutes into the show and we haven't had a single conversation about food yet, which is not exactly on par for us. So if you stay at a Disney resort in Orlando, you're familiar with what the food options are. There's typically a quick service. There's typically, you know, the gift shop that might have some coffee and then there may be a restaurant. Not exactly the same, this, the same deal here in California. So break down our food options for us. And you, you nailed it. It's going to be different. And you're going to hear that theme from me again and again as we do this Disneyland Resort series. You're not going to find a quick service. You are going to find what you mentioned, Jeff, the Hearthstone Lodge. You're going to be able to grab a coffee, a Danish, but you're not going to have that food court that we're used to. And the reason is really simple. As I said, you can enter from the hotel right into downtown Disney. So if you've listened to me talk about food, one of the things downtown Disney has that's a favorite of mine is Earl's Sandwich. They make an awesome Mm -hmm, breakfast. mm -hmm. You have so many quick service options right there in downtown Disney. And unlike if you were in Orlando and you're like, oh my God, she's sending me to Disney Springs for breakfast. I've got to walk to the bus and take the bus and then go hike. You are going to be in downtown Disney in many cases quicker than you'd be at your resort food court. It literally is attached to the hotel. It's right there. So it opens up the number of options for you. It's also why there aren't that many restaurants within the resort itself because downtown Disney has everything from 
ice cream and burgers, and of course, Earl of Sandwich, to lots of sit-down options. We're in California, so the sourdough bread bakery is another favorite of mine. I will tell you your last morning, I head all the way down to the end of Disney Springs to bring home sourdough bread because it is the only spot where you can find Mickey-shaped sourdough bread and <laughs> tomato tow truck sourdough bread. So that's a souvenir that I'm always happy to bring. It sounds to me, before I know you have got a couple things you want to talk about, but it sounds to me that the decision was made with the economy of space in mind that it's not worth putting something like a quick serve here because you can use it for other things that can, that the resort can offer. It was a choice, right? I mean, it's not it's not that it's that it's a, a neglect on on the part of Disney. It's it's like you said, you're you're walking out the door, and the options are endless there for you. It's not something that Disney felt the need to put into this hotel. You're definitely right on that. And again, I think if you haven't been to Disneyland. This is going to be a lot harder for you to conceptualize. As I said, there are three on-site resorts. You can walk, and I'm not talking like I'm out for a good hike. You can walk from one Disneyland resort to the other and be at any of the three hotels in under five minutes. Again, conceptually, all three hotels, the entrances to each are closer than walking around Old Key West or Saratoga Springs. So they can share that food amenity and still have it open to the public. Again, because we're in the middle of a city, something like downtown Disney gets a lot of local traffic. But again, it is Disney. So what you will find here, Napa Rose a definite, what we would call a signature meal if we were talking Walt Disney World. Okay. And they are known for their four-course vintners menu with a optional wine pairing. The sommeliers there are excellent. So that's going to be your kind of special celebration meal. And then Storytellers Cafe. What a cute name for a Disney place. Of course. Um, Storytellers is where you can have your character breakfast. So we still have those elements if you're a Walt Disney World person and never been to California, you're still going to get some of those elements that you're looking for. You just need to look at them and plan a little bit differently. Okay, talk to us about the recreation options, because as you said, the layout is so different from what an Orlando person would be used to. What recreation options do they have here? So again, you're going to find that it's different. It's not on a lake. So there go all those options. There is no boating. There is no fishing. And it's in the middle of the city. So they're not necessarily looking to compete with you on everything. You will find a gorgeous pool. Besides the indoor fireplace, there's an outdoor fireplace. They have a gym, a spa, as their name implies. They do a resort tour that is great again similar to the one at wilderness lodge i think when you have a resort that just has so much architecture and so much history steeped into it it makes sense they do a really cute little scavenger hunt for kids you can join and one of the other super cool things if you are a walker and i'm not talking out for a leisurely stroll if you are a power walker they do a morning power walk, and you do need to be a resort guest to do this, unlike some of the other activities that we've talked about. And the unique thing about it is they power walk through the parks before it's open. 
So it's not going to be the opportunity to stop with your camera and take pictures of an empty park. They won't allow that. But if you want to see the park before it's open to the public, watch it coming to life, see them really putting those finishing sparkling touches on it, it is definitely a neat thing to find. So it's like the marathon only without all that pesky running that's involved. That is, you know, depending on your normal walking <laughs> speed, you may consider this a run. Okay. That's good to know. Um, it doesn't have the pesky registration fee. Yes. Yes. Well, you're getting up early, but probably not as early as you'll get up for a run Disney event also. So that's and, fine. And there is no expo to uh, help you purchase some souvenirs, <laughs> but we can take care of that in the resort gift shop. No problem. So what haven't we covered? Is there anything that we've missed? I think probably the big thing we didn't talk about that isn't necessarily what you need to know about the resort. But if you're trying to plan a trip and you're wondering, you know, how does this resort rate? Where does it fall? This is their top resort. So if you're doing Adventures by Disney, either the Backstage Magic Short Escape Weekend or the longer Disney California Adventure, both of those adventures include a stay right here. There's also an opportunity, possibly, depending on what goes on in your life, they have a great conference and convention facility attached to the hotel. So you may get super lucky and get to stay here as part of a work trip, or maybe this is where you want to get married. They have some beautiful gardens and they do a lot of Disney weddings right here. Well, Sandy, one of the things you had mentioned there was the California Backstage Magic Adventures by Disney Tour. Don't forget about our ultimate fan vacation by joining us at Disneyland and Imagineering as our show embarks on the Southern California Backstage Magic Adventures by Disney Tour. The trip occurs February 20th to the 25th, 2022, President's Day weekend. Remember, we have a guaranteed rate by booking with our group. So if you or any family member were ever interested in learning how the magic is made, consider traveling with us on this adventure. And you can see some of the awesome things that Sandy talked about today. Sandy, thanks for taking the time to break down this incredible resort for us today. My pleasure. I just love it here. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination plan. Make it a great week, and as always, keep making memories. <laughs>